I'm Emily, a chatty 22-year-old inspiring you to love yourself, shed your light onto others, and live in a never-ending world of joy. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get to work. Hello, hello. Hi, guys. Happy Monday and happy one-year anniversary to all of you. It has officially been 365 days since I started this podcast and released my first episode and even though I've kind of drifted from this platform and come back a couple times now, thank you to those of you that have stuck with me or to anyone listening right now. Thank you. I cannot begin to explain how empowered and comforted and loved and appreciated this podcast has made me feel. And I am so, so, so grateful. I can't even explain it. I could go on for so long, but I really need to get into this episode because we have a lot to cover today. Um, And I also wanted to add here that this episode may be a little bit longer than most of my other ones um, because I just believe your physical health is just as much an investment as your mental health um, and the two can easily influence each other. So I urge you just to listen to this even if it's in bits and pieces and you take a break or come back to it or whatever. Um, And I do apologize for the length of the episode. I know you guys like the shorter 25-20 minute ones better. Um, but yeah, on my IG stories, my Instagram stories last week, I posted asking if you guys would be comfortable with me putting out an episode on fitness and wellness and nutrition and everything that comes with that lifestyle because it's something that I've wanted to talk on here about for a while now since it's a pretty big part of my life, I would say, and a major aspect on my journey to self-love and has really helped me to transform my confidence. More so with like the mental clarity these things bring, but also with the physical changes. Um... But I know it's a touchy topic for some people and there's so much noise out there in the media of the fitness industry, but I did get an overwhelmingly large response. Um, I did get like the go ahead to do this on my Instagram stories and nobody voted against it. And even if there was just one person, I probably wouldn't have done it. Um, But yeah, no one voted against it. So I'm going for it. Um, But before we get into it, I just want to share some things. Obviously, I feel like I need to say this, even though you probably know it. Um, By first, by no means am I a professional on this topic. Just like any other previous episodes you listen to, I express that I'm just a quote-unquote regular girl in her 20s just sharing her journey with you. So if you have personal concerns, um, I urge you to seek help in this area professionally. But if you're just listening to listen and hope to gain some comfort here, um, here are some things that might make you feel better about taking advice from me. Um, So I'm three credits away from fulfilling my bachelor's in exercise science. Um, and at this point I could have sat for various ACSM tests to make me qualified in a whole bunch of areas, including personal training. Um, I just chose not to take them because it wasn't something that I felt I needed to put energy into, but I could have if I wanted to based on the classes that I took. Um, I personally have worked with a personal trainer slash nutrition coach for about 10 months. Um, I'm no longer working with them, but they were great and gave me so much insight and knowledge when I was working with them. And I have had a stable healthy relationship with food and exercise for about two years now, almost two years. Um, And I'm currently currently work out and eating intuitively. That's just my lifestyle. And second, I am going to share with you things that I am not going to do in this episode to maybe ease any anxieties that you have about this topic. So what I'm not going to do is ever mention weight or measurements or any numbers for like my personal, um, my personal life. And I am not going to tell you what you should do or what you must do or eat or engage in to get the um, life and hit the goals that you want. I will never tell you what to do. And as always, just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And all right, let's go. So I'm going to start. Ooh, going to start. 
by sharing my story on my relationship with nutrition and exercise over the years. Not because it like matters to your life, but um, I just think there's not well, not that it matters. It does matter in this like grand scheme of things, but not that it really will give you any knowledge, but I just think it might be better to help tie everything in together. And I always find comfort in other people's stories if I can relate to them. So this is mine. Just checking my microphone. I'm so nervous that this longer episode is going to like <laughs> die on me again. So that's another thing. I might do this in bits and pieces, which I don't normally do. I normally just do a straight run through, but don't want my mic to die. So if that happens, you'll know why. Anyways, my story. So middle and high school, I was a gymnast and a cheerleader. I had a lot of muscle because I was working out so much. I was going to practice for gymnastics four days a week, three hours um, for cheer, five, uh, excuse me, three to, ooh, three to five days a week for three hours, two hours, whatever it was. And on the weekends, I had competitions. Um, but then even when I stopped gymnastics in 10th grade and I was only doing cheer, then I was on varsity, so it was more demanding. And I still coached gymnastics, so it was still a lot of physical activity throughout the week from coaching. Um, so yeah, lots of muscle and that for me compared to other girls, it was just, it made me feel bigger because I had like a lot more shape to my body than maybe some other girls did, especially at that young age in middle school. Um, when you're like 13, 14, you're still kind of like developing. Um, I had a lot of muscle, especially in my legs and my legs, I always thought were bigger than everyone else's. So it, it didn't make me feel like I wouldn't say it, like overwhelmed me, but it was something that I always thought about, like kind of often, um, even my arms and my shoulders and things like that. But I was so active that I didn't really think to add in more workouts. I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just doing what I'm, what I'm doing and what I look like is fine and anything like that. And I also didn't really care for what I ate um, because my parents made me three meals a day, literally up until the day I left for school. And I trusted them and I still trust that they would let me eat things that weren't quote unquote bad for me. And the only thing I ever didn't do in th those years was eat fast food because in seventh grade I watched Super Size Me and it literally scarred me for life. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what my life looked like for middle and high school, my adolescent years. Then freshman year of college hit, I was on my own for the first time. All sports were done. Um, obviously no gymnastics, no coaching, no cheer. So, excuse me, I wasn't working out much, like literally at all, because I was just concerned with joining clubs and joining my sorority and making friendships with people and that was great that was what I should be doing at the time um but yeah I didn't prioritize working out and I probably should have because I was neglecting that part of self-care but I was also eating dining hall food without realizing like you know I might not have been making the healthiest choices lots of packaged foods very minimal fruit and veggies um and nothing was really balanced in my life as far as wellness and nutrition goes um, and I also was not drinking enough water. I was drinking water, but like not nearly enough. Um, but that was also something I never considered, like even in high school, middle school, like I never like, oh, I should be drinking X amount of water a day. It never like hit me. Um, but I didn't really view anything that I was doing as bad, quote unquote, because I was really just experimenting, being on my own for the first time and trying to take care of myself, even though I didn't really understand what it meant. So I did a good job for the time. I'm proud of myself for freshman year me for getting through that <laughs> first year of college. Then summer, as summer after freshman year, I came home, obviously gained a bunch of weight. Um, so I went on Weight Watchers and I lost a few pounds. I felt really good, but I still didn't ever really work out, which is a crucial part of health and wellness. Uh, you got to work out those muscles and your, your heart and your lungs. And I only lost weight because I was eating way less on Weight Watchers than I was used to at school, not because I was necessarily eating healthily, if that makes sense. 
And sophomore year, I couldn't keep up with the Weight Watchers in the dining halls because I couldn't track everything because Weight Watchers requires you to track. Um, and I had a lot more partying and I was very busy with school because it was my uh, most academically heavy, heavy, my heaviest academic semesters was my, during my sophomore year. Um, so yeah, the weight that I, all the weight that I lost over summer, pretty much all of it ended up coming back. And I like low-key began not eating, but not mainly, not because I was trying to not eat. It was mainly just because of the stress I was under during that time. And not yet, yeah, not because I was like trying to not eat, you know? So most days my diet looked like a bar. And so that's, you know, very small, um, an iced coffee and dinner. And my dinner was normal, but yeah, still not exercising this time as well. Then lockdown happened and we all got sent home from school and I started with a trainer. So I started eating more, three full meals a day with a fat, a carb, a protein, and a veggie, and two satisfying snacks a day and lots and lots and lots of water. And I also started exercising, which was very important. Um, but I started out very slow. I started with YouTube workouts and light cardio and then eventually transitioned almost like um, a year later into heavy lifting in the gym. Um, but this was by choice, not because my trainer suggested it, suggested it. Um, it was all by choice. So I slowly started incorporating all these simple habits to create a healthier lifestyle and one by one, you know, help up implementing these habits to your healthier, healthy lifestyle one by one. And then it just became my lifestyle. Fast forward to now, almost two years later, and I have tried counting macros, counting calories, various kinds of workouts, and found the best thing that works for me is doing both of these things, working out and eating intuitively, and leaving numbers and strict schedules out of the out of the plan. And that is what makes me feel healthiest. Shout out to RT at Forever Fit for helping me discover this and navigating me through all the phases. Um, so yeah, if you ever need a trainer, go to RT at Forever Fit. He is awesome. Now onto what that looks like for me. Again, me, it can look different for you. So intuitive eating for me um, is really, well, let me just explain what intuitive eating is. Intuitive eating and intuitive exercising is just really listening to what your body needs and listening to what your body is telling you. So for me, intuitive eating is staring at the fridge for five minutes if I need to and taking enough time to decide what it is that I want to eat, what will satisfy me. And it's also prioritizing nutrients. So that is making sure that at every meal, I have a plate or a bowl filled with a, a, ooh, sorry, a carb, <laughs> a healthy vat, um, enough protein. So I go by like the palm of my hand, like that size, um, and a fruit or a veggie. And this really makes sure that my body is getting enough nutrients for the day. So we, have, we all have a basal metabolic rate, your BMR. And this comes from like my <laughs> um, exercise science degree <laughs> knowledge, but we all have um, a BMR. And what that is basically is just the amount of calories that your body burns in a day just, on, just based on doing basic bodily functions. So things that are happening internally that like you don't even have control of. Not really, not anything having to do with how much you walk or how much you work out or, you know, any of that. It's just everything, the, all the internal mechanics, like that's how much your body burns in a day, your BMR. So you need to eat enough calories at least to satisfy your BMR. So let's say your BMR is 100 calories and absolutely no one's is this low, but I'm just keeping it a low number to just provide the explanation. Let's say your BMR is 100 calories. 
you have to eat at least 100 calories a day to kind of cancel out that, um, cancel out the amount of calories that your body is burning so that you can basically just survive. It's like your basic functioning. Then in order to give you enough energy to do things throughout the day, example, go to work, drive a car, exercise, do your homework, have a conversation, you need to eat more, obviously. So you need to be eating, and the less that you eat, the lower that your BMR, or the lower your metabolism gets, and the less and less you'd have to eat in order to lose weight. And that's bad because we should be able to eat food, enough food, a good amount of food to give us energy and keep us, um, you know, do all the, be able to do all these things. Um, hold on, I feel like I need to pause for a moment. I didn't, I didn't write down these intuitive exercises and, um, intuitive eating slides, my notes, because I wanted to just kind of speak based on like how I actually do it. Um, so I might, I'm getting a little sidetracked, but (laughs) anyways, um, let's say you've been eating. So take people that are in a caloric deficit, for example, people that eat less because they think that it will help them lose weight. If they're in that deficit for too long, then their metabolism will lower, their BMR will lower. And the lower it gets, the less you would have to eat to actually lose weight. So then you're just ended up, you're, you end up eating nothing. You end up eating the amount that a toddler would eat. And that's not giving your body, your full grown body enough energy to do the things that you need to do or do the things that you love. So you kind of got to like, when I started intuitive eating, I was like, okay, I'm not eating enough. I'm eating a bar and an iced coffee and dinner a day. That's not enough food to keep me, to give me energy. I need to eat more. And I kind of reset my BMR, reset my, my metabolism by eating more. And it didn't make me gain weight. It didn't, you know, make me feel worse for eating more. It's just you're eating more because your body needs more. Um, so you kind of like reset it. So now I eat three full meals a day with a protein, a healthy fat, um, a carb, and a veggie or a fruit. And now my BMR is high enough where I can eat those things without feeling like I need to eat less in order to lose weight if I ever wanted to do that. Okay, that was a little bit messy, but maybe it made sense, maybe it didn't. Not the most important part of the episode anyway, so I'm just gonna <laughs> keep going. Um, like I said, not a professional, not really the well, most well-spoken on these things, but whatever. Next part of intuitive eating, the best thing about it is that you don't have to cut out foods. You know, diet culture always pushes like these fad diets and these teas, and even on Weight Watchers, like if you wanted a piece of cake, it was like a million points and like obviously you couldn't afford that into your day. But like now it's like, okay, if I'm at a birthday party for one of my best friends and I want a piece of cake, I'm going to eat the piece of cake because I want to celebrate in that way. So intuitive eating allows you to have that freedom that you've kind of always been looking for, but you still stay within those healthy habits that you create because what ends up happening when you eat intuitively is your body will actually tell you the types of nutrients that it wants and you'll end up craving things like veggies or fruits or you know like I love smoothies I love my protein oatmeal bowls like I love cucumbers as a snack like those things you know and freshman year me I'd be like okay I eat carbs only I eat lots of processed foods and I've never touched a vegetable since I've been home from school so you know it's just it's weird the shift that happens when you actually start listening to your body and telling you what it needs and I'm not saying that you will never want to eat only carbs or you'll never eat processed foods and 
obviously I still do and that's just the good thing that comes with intuitive eating okay next because I think I'm just getting a little too everywhere um but then also doing intuitive practicing or excuse me practicing intuitiveness I guess with movement or exercise so if I go to the gym right and I go in with a plan um but like, I just, I'm really not feeling up for it. I said, like, okay, let's, let's switch gears. What will I do? How can I move my body in a way that will make me feel like I'm actually doing something like that will benefit me right now. And this just really comes with listening to your body and trusting it that it will not put you in a situation that will harm you and will not put you in a situation where you won't do enough. So if I go to the gym and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, like, you know, I actually didn't eat enough, eat that much today. I didn't ha- I don't have enough energy. I didn't get enough nutrients to do a heavy lifting workout. Maybe my body's telling me that I should just walk the treadmill for 45 minutes and listen to a podcast. Maybe if I go to the gym and I'm like, you know what? I had planned to do a walk, but I feel really energized right now. I ate a lot of nutrients today. I can go lift some heavy weights and feel really badass doing it. You know, like your body will tell you what it is that it needs from you. Um, so with food obviously that you'll you'll learn to do that but also with um movement and exercise like your body will tell you what it can handle and what it needs and it's really cool um and sometimes obviously you won't really be motivated to go to the gym or you won't have discipline to do it and not because you need to go to the gym to look a certain way or feel a certain way but just because it's good to exercise our muscles and our heart and things like that and sometimes you just won't want to because, you know, but if you ask yourself, I always ask myself, like, will 10 minutes benefit me right now? And if the answer is no, because I'm really listening to my body, my body's telling me no, then I don't do it. But if my answer is eh, probably, then I'll go try 10 minutes. And if after 10 minutes, if I'm still not feeling it, if then if my body's like, you know what, not, our head's not in today, like we're going to get hurt, we can't do this, then I'll take a step back. But if 10 minutes goes by and I feel really good, then I'll be like, oh, I just proved to myself that I can handle this today. Thank you for listening to your body. And it's just like, you know, okay, <laughs> enough on the intuitive part. Um, if you have more questions about that, it's much easier to chat about it. Um, but it's something that's really hard to teach, I think. So um, that is where I would seek professional help if you are looking to do that. Or you could just chat me and I can just have a conversation. Um, but yeah, I didn't plan these out because I wanted to just kind of speak on what intuitiveness meant to me, but honestly probably should have planned it out because now I feel like it was a little all over the place all right anyways um now I just want to touch on shrinking culture and all these things that fad diets bring to us because that obviously is so drilled in our brain so as a girl especially we are taught that the thinner we are the less fat we have in our body then the more worthy we are and the more people will like us and um the more opportunities we will have and it goes on and on and on but if we constantly prioritize trying to shrink ourselves physically what we're really just doing we're really just stuck trying to shrink ourselves mentally as well because then our mind is always in this constant cycle of wanting to be less take up less space make ourselves smaller then we end up doing the same to our minds our voice our opinions our creativity and it's just draining And that's where everything starts to kind of go south when you start to lose sight of all that you already are. And for me, the biggest change I've seen in myself after starting taking care of my body was seeing my mindset shift from wanting to be strong rather than wanting to be, quote, skinny. 
And I think the biggest thing to accept when you shift your perspective from wanting to lose weight or even gain weight or whatever number your goals are, whatever your goals are without numbers, um, is that your body, when you truly take care of it by nourishing it with whole foods that make you feel good and exercising your heart and your muscles in ways that make you feel good, it will fall at a weight where it's meant to be at. And of course you're allowed to have goals and, you know, there are bodybuilders out there that, um, they train a very specific way and they eat a very specific way. And I think it's insanely cool, like all the science behind that and like how our bodies work and, you know, all those things. But, um, if you're just looking for, if you're just somebody who wants a little bit of freedom around this, looking at this process as a way to gain power over your life rather than lose pounds off your body or whatever your goal is, it brings so much more peace. And when you consistently prioritize, prioritize caring for your body, you will no longer want to look like the model on the cover of a magazine or the person on, t- on TV because you recognize that you're caring for your body in a way that is beautiful to you and healthy to you and you will start to appreciate all that your body is doing for you that you won't even care what it looks like. Um, and for me, this looks like accepting that, you know, I'll have stretch marks on my legs because I carry a lot of muscle in my lower body. And this looks like accepting that I won't have abs that show perfectly because even though I love the gym and I love eating clean and it makes me feel good, ice cream and nights out with my friends is just something that I'm not willing to give up. And this looks like, you know, accepting that my, my face will never be as thin as it once was because when it was its smallest, I wasn't nourishing myself properly. And when you accept that as long as you are doing your best in ways that you know how, it won't matter anymore what those imperfections are, even if they were once pretty overwhelming concerns of yours. Because everyone, obviously, I'm sure, has thought at one time, oh my gosh, like these stretch marks, like they need to they need to go away, like, you know. But it just kind of starts to, to fade that need to have those, like, perfect parts of your body. And the best part that comes with this is seeing the changes in your body since you started doing these things you know for me eating three full meals a day drinking enough water and exercising that ways that make me feel good and none of them the best changes none of them are physical so like example I'm less tired I used to take naps like literally 24 7 like I haven't felt the need to nap in so long I have more energy to do the things that I love so example I started this podcast um I have more productivity in the things that I need to do so like my homework I get it done faster and more efficiently Um, I have increased trust and confidence in myself, um, because I put myself out there and taking care of myself and, um, I'm more willing to try new things. Um, I've overall increased positivity and comfort in my own body, knowing that I'm doing the things that my body needs me to do. And I'm more in tune with my body and its needs. And this is all just comes from a new appreciation for all of my body's capabilities. So example, uh, I have short legs. I always have, um, obviously, obviously I always have. Um, but like I said, they were really muscular because of the sports I was involved in. And I just, I guess my genetics, I just carry more, more weight in my legs. And when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, like I, my, my legs touch when I sit down, like, like, why don't my friends do that? But now it's like, oh, well my, these little legs, mine, these mighty legs that I have with all this muscle, they've literally carried me all through life. They get me from point A to point B, they, you know, it's a blessing to be able to stand on them. And it's just, you have a new appreciation for everything that your body has to offer when you start prioritizing your wellness um, and 
like I said, none of these changes that I listed were physical change. Uh, yeah, none of these changes that I listed were physical changes. So these are just a few that I jotted down before recording, but I'm sure if you asked me to come up with like 20 more things, I would easily be able to do that. Um, getting in the gym and exercising in ways that make that feel good to me and finding whole foods to nourish my body that I actually enjoy, it's really transformed me um, in so many ways. And this is like a little dramatic, but I like literally don't know who I would be today or where I would be or what I'd be doing if I didn't have the gym for the last two years and or Trader Joe's, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and all these are just strictly mental changes and encouragers to maybe light a fire in you to get started or continue on this journey. And I'll talk slightly more on physical changes and how to go about observing those healthily a little later on. But yeah. It's overall just really given me a brand new mindset on life and how I see the world. And, you know, when you walk into a crowded gym for the first time, petrified, you see a bunch of people, or when I walked into the gym for the first time, I was petrified, and I saw a bunch of people that could potentially judge me. And now I walk into the gym, and I see a bunch of people that just want to be a better version of themselves, that are prioritizing their well-being and their health, and it's inspiring and life-changing to start to see the world a different way when I stopped hating on myself and my body, specifically. Um, and obviously all of this, the intuitiveness, the the mindset, all of this just comes with knowing that my routine will be thrown off sometimes, but just know that there's no track to fall off of, and I think I want to do another episode on this topic, just pertaining to life in general, because, you know, you always hear, oh, I need to get back on track, but, like, what track? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like our bodies are machines, but they will still run even if we don't exercise for a week, you know? Um, consistency, need, consistency needs to be practiced, but in order for it to be helpful and sustainable, there also needs to be room in the balance for everything, not just strictly the quote-unquote health stuff, you know? We always say that off-track phrase, um, or we only say it, we only say the off-track phrase because it really just means we aren't practicing habits that make us feel like our best selves, um, that's really what the root of it all is. Like, it, we may be saying it because, oh, you want to look a certain way, you want to be a certain type of person, but it really just means that you're not practicing habits that make you feel like your best. But time will continue and the world will still turn and your body will still run, even if... Sorry, I'm just checking the, the microphone. Um, and your body... Yeah, your body will still run, even if your habits look different from time to time. You can always come back to the habits that do make you feel like your best self, and that's the beauty of making health and wellness a lifestyle and doing it intuitively rather than just trying to have all these quick fad diets and exercises and all these quick fixes. Um, I also accept that I will never have a perfect body, quote-unquote. I am human, and there is no perfection in this world. I say it over and over again, um, and I still have crappy body image days like I still struggle to eat or eat way more than I should some days and I still struggle with going to the gym on all days that I plan to and I still struggle with listening to my body to tell me what it needs but I don't feel the need anymore to have to eat or work out a certain way to look a certain way because I know that the habits I've created are good for me and what I'm doing is enough and that I am good enough no matter what I look like physically and the bad body image days will come even if I had everything I wanted in a body because there is just no such thing as perfection and being content 100% of the time. And that is okay. It's the freedom in all this. And just know that you literally always have the power to change or do whatever it is that you want to do. So example, right now, I have been feeling like I'm not as productive as I want to be because 
of the time that I go to the gym. I go to the gym in the afternoon, so I've, I have all this empty morning time because second semester senior, hardly any classes. Um, and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm not being as active as I want to. I'm not eating enough. Like I've really like, you know, compared to what I'm used to, compared to what my body needs, not really listening to my body. So I'm obviously that's a struggle right now, but now I'm just simply changing my routine, going to the gym in the morning instead. I'm trying that out. Um, to see how it goes and see if it helps me and how my body responds. And if that still doesn't work, then I'll say, okay, we can figure something else out because I have the power to change or do whatever it is that I need to do to make it feel right for me. And at any given time, you can say yes or no to a decision. I say this in so many episodes. Just take ownership of your choices, literally all of them. You are just making the choices with the knowledge that you have. We are all always just trying our best to put ourselves in the best situations to produce the most desirable outcome. So it's okay if what you thought you knew would help you. What It's okay if what you thought would help you ended up failing you, kind of. Or I'm not going to say failing you because I don't want to say that. But it ended up not working out for you because you can literally always just change it. And I've learned on this wellness journey that it is really just rooted in self-love and self-respect. So this is like my this is like my favorite part of the episode to kind of like write up um because it's like the part that like means the most to me the part that like really like made me feel like wow like taking care of my body and like feeding it the way I need to and moving it the way like that really is just like this is the biggest change it's had on me it's like so cool okay anyways (laughs) so how does this relate to self-love and self-respect if you're looking for motivation take a look at your self-love so how are you loving yourself do you show love to yourself and where do you place your worth And shifting my worth from something inconsistent and placing it in something bigger than myself was really something that got me motivated and allowed me to see this wellness lifestyle as something more meaningful and give it a higher value to make me want to prioritize it more. For me, I was always a girl with a boyfriend and you can ask all my friends, they will say it too and they will laugh at it and for a while I was like, Uh, why you're laughing there's no issue there but (laughs) now I think it's funny um but I didn't really see it as an issue this need to always have a boyfriend this codependency up until like two years ago and I just depended on these guys and these relationships even the really shitty ones to make me feel like I had a place in this world and make me feel like I was doing the right thing So it didn't matter to me what my habits were, if they were supporting me or if I was taking care of myself or if I was prioritizing my well-being, my body, my, you know, the literal thing keeping me alive, my body. Like, it didn't matter if I was prioritizing that. If I had a guy that wanted my attention, then I was like, I'm set. I'm good. I don't need anything else for myself. I'm worthy, like, because I have this. But then once I realized that, you know, that was an issue... (laughs) And I could do more on codependency for anyone that wants to hear. Um, I was like, why am I placing my worth here? Like, it's so inconsistent. Like, I will never be worthy if this is where I place my worth. So slowly but surely, I found my worth in Jesus because he is so much greater than myself. And through him, I know that I am seen and loved no matter what I look like or who I'm with or anything like that. So doesn't have to be Jesus if that's not you, but find something greater than yourself to place your worth in. And whatever that is, um, take care of your being for the sake of that. Your life is a gift and it should be cherished and celebrated. So start by doing something. 
start doing so by taking care of your well-being not to look skinnier not so people will like you not so you will feel more qualified to apply for that job but for the sole purpose that our abilities were given to us by chance and we can be we can have those taken away from us at any moment and it's really just a blessing so we should celebrate our ability and challenge it celebrate our bodies and challenge it give it the food that it needs give it the exercise that it needs we are worthy as we are, and we are already qualified enough for all that we want to do. So take care of your health so you can do all those things that you want to do. So where do you start? This is probably when I was starting. I was like, okay, how am I supposed to start? I don't really know what I'm doing. And until I got the trainer, I really was just constantly in this loop of like, okay, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start Monday. I'm going to start next month. I'm going to start in this new year. And it was always just this cycle, and I never was able to stick with it. But then I met RT at Forever Fit. Well, I knew him before I started with him, but yeah. But anyways, this is kind of just what I've learned from RT. Where do you start? Start by doing, and I've also learned this on my own. Can't credit all of it to RT. <laughs> anyways, um, where do you start? Start by doing one thing. And I've said this in, I think, one of my earliest episodes. But yeah, you just really got to start by doing one thing. Because when we do one quote, hard or new or unusual thing, it kickstarts us to want to do more because the adrenaline that we get from that thing or like the mini high that we get from doing that one thing that we deem good for ourselves, we want more of that. So naturally we will do more of those things, things like that. So just start by drinking one glass of water, going on one walk, having one healthy snack, stretching one body part. And this can be applied to any of your goals really. You know, you want to re read 12 books in a year, start by reading one page. Simple as that. You also got to start by doing something scary, by putting yourself out there in ways that make you feel uncomfortable because change, as we know, all starts in the outside of our comfort zone. When I first went to a commercial gym to lift for the first time, like I said, I was literally petrified. And for the first four months, I went at like 6.30, 7 a.m. to literally avoid seeing anyone my age or any big crowds of people because I just, I didn't want to deal with that. And even though that was scary for me, working out in an almost empty gym literally was scary. Uh, I pushed myself and I'm literally amazed at the comfort I have in the gym now. Like, <laughs> I'm dancing, I'm squat racking between sets, I'm walking around half naked. And, you know, it seems like weird to think about, but I just don't care if people look anymore because I understand they're just there for the same reasons that I am, which is to better myself. And that's just so cool. The next thing I urge you to do when you start is throw away the scale. Um, I could say this over and over and over again, but it was one of the best things I did for myself. Um, the amount of pounds you weigh literally just tells you what your gravitational pull to the earth is. It serves a purpose medically, but if you are just someone trying to find a healthy, balanced lifestyle with both good nutrition and lots of fun, the scale is the last thing that will help you achieve that. The second, you know, the second I stopped or the day I stopped looking at the scale, my confidence started to increase because I was able to celebrate non-scale victories based off how I felt in my skin and not how the scale told me to feel. Especially because as you start implement implementing these healthier habits, you will likely gain muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. So you can have a smaller frame but still weigh lots more than the person next to you because maybe you have more muscle than them. And that was just something that I really, it took time to learn, it took time to accept, but throwing up the scale, um, was so beneficial um so yeah hold on I have I had a lot of important notes here but I lost my train of thought mm. yeah so if if you're that person that has a smaller frame and you're looking at the person next to you 
um, and you weigh 20 pounds more than them, for example, it's just going to bring you doubt and shame. And you're going to be like, oh, am I actually doing the right thing here? Like, until you've finally understood, like, no, I'm doing, ha- I'm implementing habits that are good for me. I'm treating my body with respect. Like, you're not going to listen to your mind. You're going to listen to the number on the scale. Um, so, yeah, these non-scale victories, there's so many. Um Especially, one last thing, especially if you start lifting, if you start lifting weights, you will definitely see this change because your protein synthesis will be working so hard. You will gain so much muscle. But anyways, um, yeah, non-scale victories include clothes fitting better, noticing how much energy you have, so increased energy, um, healthier skin or nails or hair, um, basically everything that I mentioned before in my little like non non-physical things those all those non-scale victories are ways to measure your progress and another way my number one source of progress right now is through progress pictures so i am always taking pictures of my body even when i don't really want to even on those bad body image days because it reminds me or i'm joking even yeah eh, do i take pictures no actually i don't that was a lie sorry guys I don't take pictures of myself when I don't feel my best, or sometimes I do if I, like, feel like, okay, it's been, like, six months, maybe I need to, like, do a mini, like, reevaluation with where I'm at, um, then I'll, I'll, like, do, like, a full body, like, thing, but when I feel good in my own skin, I will take those progress pictures because then over time, I will just notice, like, oh, wow, I actually made a big change, I gained a lot of muscle here, I feel thinner in this spot, oh, you know, things like that. Um, and these non-scale victories take time, you know, to notice the change, like I said, but so does weight change and it won't happen overnight, just like the weight won't change overnight. So if your weight does change overnight, if you're someone that's weighing yourself like constantly, um, it's likely, and you know, if your weight fluctuates for three, four pounds sometimes, um, in three days, it is probably just dependent on what you did or what you ate from the day before, not necessarily because you lost or gained that much weight. Does that make sense? Um, so yeah, it's very common for your weight to fluctuate and there are lots of factors that go into that number. So that's why I just, I don't feel it's really um, the best value to measure my progress, you know? We myself want to go to the doctor. If the doctor says something about it, then that's something to deal with. But yeah, non-scale victories for the win. <laughs> Um, next on where to start is in social media. This, I cannot stress enough, was so good for me when I stopped following, like, celebrities and influencers and all those types of people, um, or not necessarily influencers, I still follow, I guess they're still considered influencers, but, um, people that don't really practice what they preach, I guess, and you can see who's genuine and who's not, but... Anyways, I've talked about this on previous episodes, but on my personal Instagram and my TikTok, I only follow accounts other than friends and family. Them, if they're annoying me, I'll just mute it. Not really my family, but, like, just friends, acquaintances, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, (laughs) um, I only follow accounts of people who will inspire and support me on this never-ending self-love journey that I'm on, and it is key to only follow a few of these types of people, so, like, five or less, maybe ten or less if you, like, really can't narrow it down. Um... But these people openly have a healthy relationship with wellness, but are also open about the struggles that they face within it because no one's perfect and it's important that people that we look up to acknowledge that. Um, And all the people that I follow all look different, so height, weight, proportions, etc. And most of them practice different types of wellness, so like lifting or Pilates and then 
Some people count calories or macros, some people eat intuitively. And by following this variety, it allows me to kind of find bits of myself within everyone's stories. And it also proves to me that it's okay to look different than them and it's okay to have different habits than them and still own who I am and own my confidence. And also a major key, always take everything they say with a grain of salt. Everyone has their own way of saying things, even if it's all true, so it can all get confusing. Just like with my stuff, just take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Um, and in addition, when I was looking for workouts to follow before I knew how to make my own and before um, I took my um, strength and conditioning class in college, um, I only followed people who were knowingly ACSM qualified. Uh, and my favorite account for that was Jordan Fit, Jordan T. Fit, I think. She's awesome and very beginner friendly. Um, so yeah, so that just made me feel better knowing that I was taking advice from someone who genuinely knew what they were talking about and they weren't just trying to get views or get follows, etc. The next thing, um, next place I advise you to start with is renaming things. So example from diet, rename it to nutrition and from exercise or working out to movement because we are conditioned to see these words, example, diet and exercise, a certain way. Even if you didn't do it on purpose, um, typically there's a lot of tension around those words, meaning like, oh, I need to go on a diet to lose weight, to look good in my formal dress or I need to work out so I don't look fat in my bikini. By renaming these things, example, nutrition and movement, <laughs> I like to use, it invites you to set a new narrative for those things and makes me, you know, makes me feel like those lifestyle habits that I'm doing for those things are much more enjoyable and easier to see as intuitive rather than necessary because Yes, it is necessary to care for our bodies, but no, it's not necessary to diet and exercise for the sole purpose of being happy in our own skin. All make sense? Tying in nicely? Okay, yeah. Um, and then what to remember once you do start. Um, consistency is what brings progress, so little habits, big changes, and I talked about this in my episode titled Building Confidence Through Consistency, but mainly what applies here is that in our in order to see lasting results you need to turn this into a lifestyle something that you want to do turn your physical health into an investment rather than something that needs quick fixing or dieting or only working out for x occasion you know if it's a lifestyle the results will be long term because you're always doing it you're always practicing it your lifestyle will become consistent and even if there's some flexibility there example taking off from working out for a week or even three weeks after recovering from being sick or going on vacation or moving, etc. Um, or, you know, eating all the ice cream you want when you're away or at a concert, you have a lot of drinks, like stuff like that. Like, um, your lifestyle will still be consistent and you can always come back to it even after a break from things. You also have to, when you, after you start, you have to remember that your mindset in this is so important. Your mindset and intuitive movement and eating is so important. So transforming the I have to do this or I should do this mindset into the I get to. So by doing this, by viewing all of this as a privilege um, to have all these resources and abilities, it really encourages you to stay motivated when you don't want to. And that doesn't mean that sometimes you won't want to, you know, binge on chocolate or not eat for eight hours or skip the gym. But for the times where you're just like, eh, I don't really want to, saying these things out loud like oh I get to go to the gym today oh I get to eat a really nourishing meal today um 
it's just really eye-opening and it sees and you are able to see it as an honor to treat your bodies with respect rather than a chore and sometimes we need a little tough love here and it's okay to be like well my body really doesn't need the rest today I'm just like showing myself that like I'm not in the mood um or my body really doesn't need that extra scoop of ice cream you know just being a little tough on yourself sometimes and that's where discipline comes in or maybe you're like hey my body really does need the rest today I I shouldn't go to the gym or my body would really just like a break from fruit as dessert and I would love some ice cream you follow it's all it all ties in with the intuitiveness but and with the worth part too um but just reframe your mindset to really understand and appreciate all that your body can do um and just tie it back down to self-love and self-respect so yeah and just remember that this should be fun find things that you genuinely enjoy don't eat or do things that you're supposed that you think you're supposed to do if you don't actually like doing it I really urge you to make this journey this lifestyle your own um, obviously we have inspiration from everyone but if we all ate and exercise the exact same we would all look different anyways because we don't have the same lifestyle the same genetics the same experiences um, I lost weight without eating salads regularly without giving up ice cream I gained muscle by eating whole foods and drinking every weekend you know um or sorry not well yes whole foods but also eating processed foods um and drinking every weekend there are obviously statistics and facts that back up certain types of diets or certain foods or certain workouts um and all of that is true and very valid but i truly stand by if you are not enjoying what you are doing it will not be sustainable and if it's not sustainable, you can't be consistent. And if you can't be consistent, you don't have results. So do what you can, even if it's not perfect, because your body will mold to how it's supposed to look and feel as long as you're listening to it and trying the best you can to nourish and take care of it. Whew, guys, that <laughs> was a lot. Um, that pretty much concludes this podcast. Sorry if it was a long one. I had a lot to say because this is clearly something that means a lot to me. Um, Trader Joe's and the gym have basically become my safe places for me over the last, like, two years, and don't know how to do with that with them. <laughs> okay, anyways, thank you, thank you for letting me speak on this topic, and thank you for listening. I know it all can be a struggle and confusing and messy, but I hope you all saw it delivered from a place of love and respect and made you feel comforted in a way. So be sure to pass this episode or podcast along, along to anyone who you think could benefit from hearing it and if you would like to take the time to rate and review this podcast as well as follow or subscribe depending on what platform you're listening on i would so appreciate it can't wait to see you guys or chat with you guys next week and until then i wish you so much joy xoxo thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast i really hoped you learned something today if anything resonated with you, be sure to share this podcast with anyone else you feel needs to hear it. If you have questions or suggestions, feel free to email me at theuncensoredself at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out my Instagram for more motivation and inspiration daily. I love the community we have on there. You can find it at The Uncensored Self. Your listenership is everything to me. Can't wait to chat again next Sunday. XOXO, Emily.